Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street analysts and portfolio managers who have had to go underground and don secret identities in order to bring you our unfiltered views on a handful of stocks out of this week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen us quoted in the press. You've seen our faces on TV. But our bosses would never allow our candid and free, by the way, uh, views on the air, so we disguise our voices so they'll never know. See all our disclosures at www.thevalueguys.com, where you'll learn that we do this show for entertainment purposes only, and uh, that may never be more true than tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And also, we may have many conflicts of interest, including that uh, we may own these stocks. Or I think that was a flight may, of old World War One aircraft. It could have been. They're doing some maneuvers here uh, off the coast. Uh, anyway, I'm a little sleepy this week, so excuse me in advance. I'm sorry, were you talking? Yeah, I was. Mm. It's been a long holiday. Not a good sign. Uh, been a little bit sleepy. I didn't do any work this weekend, Vern. I don't know about you. The show's late, so we can apologize. Uh, we are doing the August 8th, 2008 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey oh. tonight, but it's The August. Olympic issue. Yeah, but it's uh, August 10th or something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we're so late. we're well behind. Uh, we're trying to catch up. I'm I'm trying to catch up right now with the, my beverage regimen for the show. I'm a little behind, but I'll be back at the back half to talk about. I'm almost caught up. Family Dollar. Uh, it was a tough issue this week. A lot of retailers, many of may, whom may never sell another <laughs> item. That's the fear. But Family Dollar, Bed Bath and Beyond, and Darwinism also at its best. Fossil. Uh, later in the show, and also this week, Vern, I'm going to have at the. Uh, they all letter F. Yeah, all F's. No, also, no, okay. okay. Uh, but I'm going to be back with an editorial comment later, right before my comments. But before that, with a medium amount of ado, About what? Just some editorial stuff that I have on my mind. That's all. Will it take long? Uh, not if people fast forward through it. <laughs> it might take long. Are you, going, are you doing it before no, or No, I'm just stock? having some issues that were in the paper today, and I uh-huh. want to address them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, right. anyway, before that, with a yes. modest amount of ado, I don't. Let me really, I really don't deserve any more than. Well, that. you're serving me drinks, so that's a good start. That's why I got modest. Uh, Vern, value, Vern. That's Thank you. That's all I can muster Thank here. Thank you. You're welcome. Go I ahead. agree. It was a uh, tough week in Value Line to find um, value ideas up to our usual high standards. Oh, I don't know. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Have you looked at Ver- Val's so best much, picks lately? The, st- the whole, issue, a lot the of whole standards. issue is consumer spending, which makes or, it a bit tough. No one's right going there. to spend anything ever, ever again. Ever again. No, right. And some of the uh, charts look that well, way. Well, here's my strategy. I decided to look for um, businesses that sell to markets where consumers are least likely to significantly reduce their spending. Great strategy. Does that make sense? It can if those stocks work. (laughs) (laughs) Then I could be on the cover of Barron's again. I doubt that. Oh. (laughs) So uh, PetSmart, I know I've talked about this one before, P-E-T-M, but you can't get away from the logic that they don't sell anything that costs more than about $4, and it's all for your pet who you love and and when you have no money to go to the movie or to uh, drive up and down the shoreline 
or uh, go <laughs> to in your RV. It's the humanization of pets. You treat your pet like your like your uh, you stay relative. Stay home more, and your pet becomes a higher gets a higher share of your entertainment dollar. I think. But you're right. It, it, well, you're, they're like family members. Family members, right? And they, it takes so little to keep them happy that why would you cut back in a big way? And there's and their numbers have been rock solid. Um, the stock recently around twenty three and a half, at about fifteen times earnings, which are around a dollar and a half a share. Um, but gross cash flow per share twice that, three dollars according to Value Line. So that puts the stock at less than eight times gross cash flow. I mean, less. We like less than ten. You know, less they don't show. Well, you know, they don't show capital spending for these retailers. No, they don't. That's and an that's important, very important an issue I have with the value and so we'll look to we'll look to return on invested capital to see if there's a clue there as to what might be happening at PetSmart in a moment but first Even the there, sti- they don't include the, the leases statistical review. They don't include the leases i've got i the stock is now selling at less than 60% of sales per share um, despite the fact that leverage is pretty modest pretty modest uh, 35% debt to cap so less than 600 million dollars of debt with shareholders equity book value of about a billion dollars or um, over eight dollars a share. Um, I've got an enterprise value of three and a half billion dollars, about six hundred million of EBITDA, about a six times multiple. Operating margins have been rock steady between eleven and twelve for five years in a row. Value lines looking for number six and possible margin expansion in in two thousand nine. Uh, return on invested capital over that same period has been locked on a fourteen to fifteen percent range. With the leverage uh, ROE more like high teens, this is the largest specialty retailer of pet foods in the country. They have a thousand superstores. The reason I like it, we've talked about this before, is they have a, and I should look up sometime how big their services business is because Value Line you never should. tells you. Although they're, uh, they always review the the sales comps for that part of the business. Twenty two percent in the first quarter. Value Line, or no, what here, kind of services ah, here, are we talking we about? That, well, that, and that's Do what, they have vets there? Because yeah, they one have of veterinary these, hospitals right. in, in um, almost 70% of their stores. They also operate almost 100 kennels. We've had some pet-related ideas there. It's a good, solid area well, and, uh, and, with the aging of the population. Well, and People it's become more and more in, uh, expensive for the independent uh, owner-operator to compete in these service segments, particularly insurance and real estate costs. And so PetSmart has a bit of an advantage there, I think. That's uh, value line says here. That's supposed to jump twenty uh, percent or more this year to five hundred and fifty million of revenue. So that puts it at about fifteen uh, percent of the total. So still got to sell stuff in the stores. I do have a problem. Yeah, if, I, if this that? is a good time to raise it, go you ahead. Know, I don't know. Jump with right PetSmart. Well, yeah. traditionally, if you have something that can basically be put in a Walmart in one little corner, and uh, you know, toy, for example. Toys R Us. You raise this every time Toys I talk R about Us. this stock. Well, listen, and my answer to that is you can't take your pet to the Walmart. Uh, I'm not saying that you can take your pet there. The other great you just thing need to take the, the goods out of there have grooming, into your home. Uh, provide grooming services in the front of the There's store. There's no as answer well. to this, Fern. Toys R Us was killed by Walmart, and can Walmart point their monstrous buying, you know, advantages at this category? That's my fear. I think it's a good idea. I just fear what Walmart can do. That's all I'm saying to you, sir. I don't think Walmart would ever be interested in... Um, really? Really? Okay. Uh, what makes you say that? Providing the amount of square f- 
uh, footage that you need well, to Well, it's 80-20. You just take the 20% of their stuff that generates 80% of their margin, and you do that. That's what they did to Toys R Us. I don't know, Vern. I mean, I like it. I like pet ideas, but I'm just a little fearful of Walmart. Okay. So be, go ahead. Be scared. Uh, meanwhile, we'll try to make money with it, okay? All right. Um, the other, the other thing, the other category that I think people will always spend money on, even when times are tough, even when they've lost their job, is on young daughters. Uh, Not so much young sons. <laughs> I mean, young son. I mean, you know, preteen boys find what? honor in wearing the same clothes all week long. Most of them would be happy living in a sports jersey. Uh, That's you know, true. Around the clock, pretty much. But girls in that category, I mean, you're talking about some of the vicious, cattiest, fashion-conscious young consumers that exist. Uh, no comment on that. However, do mm. is this where the parents buy the clothes or the kids buy the clothes? I think it's a bit of both. You know, mm. there's in some households, the kids, younger and younger ages, are being given access to plastic. So do these guys have brands? Or I've never heard of tween. Tween brands, brands. is uh, limited to. It's a spin out oh. of limited brands specifically uh, aimed at the demographic of girls from 7 to 14 years old with limited to which has 582 stores and justice which has 260 stores as of February 2nd. Justice uh, running same store comps of 22% in the most recent quarter. Uh, with purchases over $50, up 9%. I'm not sure what that means, except value line. I, I mean, I don't know literally what the number is that they're referring to. Um, you know, what's up 9%? The number of purchases, the total dollar value of purchases over 50 But in any event, um, their point is that uh, there's no evidence that people are cutting back uh, on average uh, purchases, I guess, at uh, these justice stores. So a lot of talk here about... Tween brands, symbol TWB, facing um, pressure because of uh, an unsettled retail environment. The stock around $14, down from almost 50 last year, $33 earlier this year at about nine times earnings, uh, just barely over half a market multiple, with earnings growth that has stopped, peaked a couple years ago at close to $2. They're down closer to a dollar and a half this year. Value Line thinks this is a bottom. Um, f- cash flow per share looks like solidly above three bucks. So I got about a five times or less multiple of gross cash flow, less than thirty percent value of uh, revenue multiple, uh, and I've got about a four and a half times enterprise value to EBITDA multiple. So market clearly pricing this thing like it's going to run into some serious trouble. Um, interest coverage. Uh, almost eight times, 46% debt to cap, not insignificant. I have no information here on annual lease payments, so I don't have a way to stress their coverage, except that almost eight times on just interest suggests that they're probably okay all in. Vern, would um, this be an opportunity for me to uh, have a, a, a comment? Yeah, go ahead. This thing scares the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say, teen girls, I mean, if you see a different color in a video, yeah. then this company's inventory could just be no good at that point. It's so volatile, and I've seen so many teenage stores. Which is why I would only want to buy it at down. really zero. Really might be the right number. Oh, That's on. what I'm saying. Why would it be zero? Because they're not cool anymore for whatever reason. It can just happen like that. Merry-go-round, pow. 
Merry-go-round. Yeah, that was a teen. Well, of course, listen to the name. Merry-go-round. What's their name? No self-respecting 12-year-old is What name do they have so edgy? Justice. Oh, yeah, that's not social justice. That's not in style. Are you kidding me? Justice? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, My ethics are, it's what it's all about when Uh, you're a young teen now. I don't think so. Oh, sure. Environmentally responsible, socially aware, promoting diversity, young consumers for justice. I'm not buying any of that. Well, I, they are because their sales are uh, apparently can... going to be up close to well, 10% in, this they're year. they're in style right now. Yeah, well, okay. So uh, under, you would never buy it at any price? No, sir, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> okay, third one. And maybe the least compelling of my three. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> my three uh, reaches in the retail world from this week's issue is called Iconics Brand Group. I just love the name. They have iconic brands. How about that? Not Good a little. For them. Full Everybody our, wants that. Not a little full of ourselves, are we? <laughs> Why don't you just call yourself the best company ever? CEO Incorporated. Jesus Christ! Excellent. <laughs> the symbol is I C O N Icon. Oh Lord! Um, this is a um, this is a company that at one time made shoes and called themselves Candies, right? You know those kind of sure kinda cheap, very well. Uh, they made cheesy. a big splash, yeah, right. Um, but they uh, they've expanded. and They own a bunch of other brands as well, including Joe Boxer, Danskin, Ocean Pacific, London Fog. Starter. I mean, names that are you know well known, well entrenched in the consumer psyche. By maybe us. not. Maybe not be. You know, may not be leading edge. May not be fashion forward today. But if you're a uh, if you're a moderate to lower priced uh, uh, apparel retailer and you need a way to differentiate your product and provide brand so that you can uh, defend your business in a time when um, consumers are perhaps trading down market, um, this looks like kind of an interesting idea to me. Uh, they apparently don't manufacture. They um, they rely on licensing revenue and guaranteed contracts. I'm not sure exactly what that's supposed to refer to, but well, they have to pay. They have the rights to all those brands. Asset light percent of revenues. Yeah, it means an asset light model, and so their operating margins are about 75 percent, and their net margins uh, more than 30 percent, but on a revenue base of only a couple hundred million dollars. <clears throat> the uh, total enterprise value here is about a billion three. There's uh, less than 200 million of EBITDA. It's about an eight times multiple. Not super cheap, but I've got a return on capital that's depressed at a single digit, with a fair amount of leverage. Return on uh, uh, on equity is in the low teens. But as debts repaid off of the significant acquisitions they made recently, and I don't know which of these brands were the ones they bought recently. Um, you know, I, I think you can look for total size of capital, total capital to decline. And with even just stable returns, return on capital comes up, and um, I would think valuation as well. But hmm. um, I, you know, I don't know a, a awful lot about the uh, business model, and uh, would certainly encourage anyone taking a look at ICON Icon to do a little work on what that might be. And that's that's what, what? I could find. That's in all the you have on that. Week. Yeah, I mean, last I week I thought you were raising the bar. You were pulling out news releases on companies and stuff like that. I'm like, what the heck's going on now? You, you, you like the name, I and that's why you're talking news about releases last, last week. week. You had I, news had, releases. I had looked like, up what? something on the, yeah, the okay. internet. Right, you know. might look into yeah, it. It's no. a very useful tool. Uh, I, it certainly is, uh-huh. but uh, uh, my understanding was we weren't 
you know, going to that level on, on these names. I, so. I, Whatever. Uh, are you done now? Is it my, do I yeah, do? I think so. So okay. I, th- right. I, let's take a beverage break. Yeah. Do our beverage break. And yeah. uh, with that, now that I've finished the, you know, high-value-added first half of the show, turn it over to the head of our editorial department, Val Hughes. I'm just editing that out completely, uh, Vern. Uh, all right, this week I've got a couple of ideas. Editorial. Um, I'm, I have an editorial. Yeah. Okay, listen, you got me going with it. I wasn't going to give it right out. Hmm? You promised it earlier. Uh, I'm having an issue. Here's what it is. Okay. I read, now, fast forward through this if you, you don't can. want to listen It's to about it. two minutes. Okay. Just fast forward through it if you want. But here's my thing. I was reading the paper today. And Ben Stein, who I like a lot. I've liked Ben Stein for a long time. He's very funny. Ever since he was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I've tracked his career. I've met him. him. I saw him at lunch last week, actually. Did you? Yeah. And he's a smart guy and all, and I uh, generally appreciate his thoughts. Today in the New York Times, Ben Stein said we all need to get used to higher taxes. And I'm just saying, whoa, Ben, what's going on, Ben? Did you already earn enough money, and so now from your, you know, marble line pool, you're going to have us all pay more taxes? I don't have a house like his or a car like his, and many of my listeners don't. And I think it's just a little presumptuous for now for Ben Stein to say, let's raise taxes. It's like the United States telling Brazil not to rip down all the forests when we did. So I just have an issue with Mr. Stein and that viewpoint. I don't hear anything about cutting spending. In fact, he went to say that we can't cut the spending. What? What? I think in America... That may be a political reality. Listen, now that, now I, that organized I, labor is Editorials are usually government. not... Just are one, They're one-sided. They're not Right. Oh. So here's the other part of this. I think that we, the people with the money, have to act like the parents... The government's the child. First decide how much allowance the government should get. Is it 20% of our income, 30%, 15%? Pick a number and then divvy it up among all the various worthwhile programs. But, Mr. Stein, please, uh, don't be calling for higher taxes. Time's up. Uh, time's up. Okay. okay. Family dollars. This has for- been a Value Guys editorial. Special announcement, that's right. Now, in case they do raise the taxes, which it seems that they're going to, and that would, by the way, account for a lot of the market decline, uh, my first idea is going to help help out in this uh, in this effort. It's family dollar, and so as incomes are under stress, which they are right now due to a variety of reasons, most seriously fuel, uh, but the economy a little bit. But fuel costs affect everyone, even those that stood the ninety a 5% that still have jobs, are affected by fuel. Family Dollar, if you don't know, is a chain of 6,500 uh, general merchandise discount stores, and they basically operate under a Walmart pricing scheme. In other words, they need to uh, at least match Walmart on price. And because of that, their operating margins are a little lower than Walmart. They're running, you know, 6, 7, 8%. Walmart, which I don't have here, probably runs in the, I'm going to guess, 9, 10 a percent, 11 percent operating right. margin. Uh, but they do put up a tremendous return on total capital, which is 
you know, 15, 16%. And the only way they're doing that is by having good control of inventory turns. That requires information about what's selling, and they manage to have the right stuff on the shelf oh, at and, the right time. Oh, and don't forget buying back bucketfuls of stock. Well, they do buy back a lot of stock. Um, but, uh, you know, if they weren't earning the returns yeah, on new great. stores, that would erode their return oh, on good. capital. Like that. And they're maintaining it, yeah. Share count has dropped. Shrink the base. Uh, Increase the leverage. Yes, Vern, <laughs> yes. Uh, share count's been dropping, you know, each and every year for 20 years here. And uh, they're using their cash to buy shares, as Vern uh, just pointed out. These guys, I think... Um, are cheaper than they generally get. You know, if I look back here over time, Value Line does not provide great historical valuation data. They give you an average PE. But uh, they give you a relative PE, which is typically over one, except for the last couple years it's in the 90% range. The relative performance here has been flattish for a few years, but kind of down since 03. I think a lot of that for most retailers since 03 is really just the Internet intervening uh, and putting pressure on price that affects performance for a couple of years. That seems to have flattened out. Yeah, it just means you have to change your mix. But my most uh, compelling argument here for valuation is... Is there a compelling argument? Yes, I'm going to okay. get to that oh, right now, Vern. Wow. Uh, and that is the... have been patient enough to wait through all the rest of it. Or, lis- or be patient enough to listen to... Uh, never mind, Vern. I'm sorry. What I was going to say <laughs> wasn't very nice. Uh, this is less than 10 times cash flow. And even that's not my compelling valuation argument. It's the buyout of Dollar General that happened about a year ago. And I don't have any of that data here, unfortunately. That would make this an even more compelling argument if I knew the actual data. <laughs> I, but I, I think did, I'd be overwhelmed I know, if you'd But I that, did do so the math. This way. I did do the math uh, at that time, which is a while ago. Fortunately, the stock's about <laughs> the same level. Stock prices then in effect. <laughs> That's right. But things haven't changed that much, have they? It was just a year ago. The market's been pretty stable this lately, thing, I think. Well, look, their sales per share going up. Their cash flow per share is growing up. This discount retailing category has been gaining share every year for 30 years from, you know, the department store category and other categories, and that's are, continuing. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up, my friend. Consumer Expenditure share Survey will show you that. Higher share, share of, of all retail spending. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is wow. that comedy to you, Vern, that a certain category could be gaining share of the total category? No, it's just Come the, on. the idea that, you know, things that you don't really want that cost You don't less want my editorial on this. Okay. A hundred years ago, people had to be taught that a store was okay, to, you know, to purchase something in instead of having it homemade. Okay. So they had to spend a lot to get you into the store. And so there was this price sort of umbrella uh, because everything was expensive and stores were expensive and only the wealthy people used stores. Over the years, more and more stores have been open to the masses, and people like Walmart prove that, of course. And Family Dollar basically is a little bit of a smaller and more convenient Walmart with a lot more focus on oh, fewer sorry. categories. You were, you were saying that the sector of the market that includes Walmart yeah. and Family Dollar has been... Oh, right. Yeah. I thought you meant just this little niche that they and Dollar General, et cetera, are in? Well, they've been gaining share, too. Their growth rates have actually mirrored Walmart. 
uh, for this whole period because they're putting stores where Walmart would be too big to go, can't get the zoning. So they're driving uh, out the sole single location local entrepreneur. No, in a Walmart small town. does that, and then they go in and pick up the pieces <laughs> I and said they're give where jobs. Isn't. Well, they're where Walmart is a little too far to drive. So let's say you have, for example, bad eyesight or no car. You're just trying to cover for them. Uh, they're putting little mom you, and sir, pop. You know the the Stevensons these are or the, the mom and the pops, Wilkinsons Vern, or the Smiths that Vern, I can't the tell you how much mail's coming in little, right now about the little how business you're just on Main on. Street. These guys are competing with Walmart on price, but they're closer, so you don't have to use your precious fuel to drive to the Walmart. And if you're an older customer, Walmart. Listen, there's a point to be made, sir, and that is if you want to walk to the back of Walmart, it's a long freaking way. These stores are about a quarter of the size of Walmart, and they're more convenient. Anyway, look at this. No one's even listening to the show now. That's Family Dollar, page 16. Was that uh, your first idea? 86. Yes. And if you would quit interrupting, I could get through these things. Bed Bath & Beyond, BBBY, page 1717. Here's my theme on Bed Bath & Beyond. They're a low-cost provider of needs, not wants. Ladies and gentlemen, and I mean things like towels, beds, dustbusters, uh, electric frying. espresso <laughs> machines. Right? Okay, they have a few things you might not need, but they have a lot of stuff you do need, and they have economies of scale. This was a Wall Street darling for 20 years, putting up you know very strong growth rates, very consistently, never missing a number. They're still putting up returns on capital in the 20 percent range with no debt. That's just simply amazing. The stock has been sluggish for. You know, five years, and I think the reason is is they've been competing with a weak competitor, linens and things, which makes no money. So when you're competing with someone I who... I thought they finally went belly well, up. Well, uh, they have, and so that's a potential, uh, you know, hindrance to the to the story here that's gone. Good thing Walmart doesn't sell any of the stuff they do. Well, they do sell some of the stuff, but Bed Bath & Beyond is at a price point that's beyond the typical uh, Walmart customer and Family Dollar, for that matter. They're selling higher-end stuff. They've got gross margins in the 45% range, whereas Walmart's putting up, you know, 25, 28% gross margins. That tells you something about pricing and markup. If you take one over the gross margin, you're going to get markup, and uh, or one over one minus the gross margin markup, and uh, that gives you a sense of how much you know you're adding into the cost that you paid your vendor for uh, for your profit margin. Uh, these guys are also putting up a much higher uh, operating margin than Walmart, 14%, versus Walmart's probably at a, about 11 So they're at a little higher end. They've got no debt. Uh, Wal- uh, Value Line says they're going to grow, you know, 12%. They're selling at a, uh, what here, you know, just about 10 times gross cash flow. That's probably 12 times free which might be 8% if you look at it as the inverse, and then you're going to get 11% growth. That's some kind of 20% cash-on-cash yield. Now, the stock does act like something's going very wrong here, and so it could be that Walmart or Target... too with one of hmm? my stocks. Well, Bed Bath & Beyond is such a good company, it's not performing well. Is it some type of value trap? Is Target taking their business? You know, those are concerns... But uh, this is too good a company not to take a look at. Bed Bath and Beyond, BBBY, page seventeen seventeen, and finally, wow, nice recovery on time. There. Thank you. Well, Bed Bath and Beyond is a homework assignment, everybody. I'm not going to do all the work because, oh, frankly, I don't want to do much of the work. 
All right, and then said finally, you've done none. yeah, I really What's don't typically here? do any. This looks like work That's to just me. opinions. Those are just opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, fossil F O S L. Now I've owned this in the past, and I got pretty lucky and sold it up in the mid forties, which was a high last year. Um, because they looked like they were slowing down a little bit, and it got a little pricey. The stock's backed off to uh, 27 here. And what I like about Fossil is a couple of things. First, they're trading at under uh, 9 times gross cash flow. That's probably 11 times free cash flow. Uh, They have uh, very high returns on capital, 19%, 18% recently with no debt. And different than Family Dollar or uh, Walmart or Bed Bath and Beyond, they these, sell high-priced discretionary These guys, items, right? Don't they? So, yes, they do. These guys have a high-end brand that I've seen them nurture. I was around when they went public. I met them during that roadshow. This is 25 years ago, and I've watched them nurture a high-end brand very carefully, uh, with baby steps into categories, back up, two steps forward, two steps back, one forward, one half back. And they've managed to maintain these high returns. They're doing a 17% operating margin. And what I like is I've watched them carefully grow. There's still only 240 stores. Half their business is international. Uh, and they've just carefully, and they continue so to carefully a little bit of cultivate yeah, a, a brand. Uh, the world is getting richer. Uh, just because we're having a little recession here where 5 or 6% of our people might be unemployed, uh, that doesn't mean that people in China, India, London, France, Germany, other places that value brands and status aren't looking for the next high-status brand. Now, I'm not saying these guys are Tiffany, but they've carefully managed this brand to where it's coveted in places that are attracting wealth, and it's cheap, and it has a lot of running room. Uh, in terms of new stores, they've got three bucks a share in cash. It's selling at six times EBITDA. Two insiders bought some very recently, uh, and even Value Line here says they're going to grow earnings at 18 percent. You know, a lot of that is store growth. Now, as a value guy, I don't usually like to buy store growth. So what I'm saying here, as a value guy, is that there's a natural market share you go to when you're the next it brand. And I'm saying Fossil appears to be carefully managing it, so they are an it brand in the places that matter. And they're going to have 500 stores. They're just, just the same thing happened to Kohl's and happened to other people. Well, um, and, and Swatch. Uh, yeah, So, but they do more than that. They do leather. Uh, they're doing some nice work in sunglasses, you know, these high-end uh uh, you know, accessories. accessories, and they're doing a good job at it. I think they'll have 500 stores, and the stock's going to be at 50 at some point, maybe get bought by somebody like Nordstrom. Fossil, F-O-S-L, page 1739. And uh, that's all I have Wine. this week, It's hard Bern. to believe the show's already yeah, winding is it? down. And you, know, you have a favorite idea this week. My Val. favorite idea yeah. is Fossil. Fossil goes Save without saying. Last, and then. write somebody about these taxes for God's sake, it's killing the stock market. Oh, a little extra, little editorial bonus there at the end. Favorite idea from Vern, PetSmart, P-E-T-M. We'll Don't see you next it. week, folks. I-